applying firm, continuous pressure stops bleeding. Depending on the situation, the location of the wound, and the equipment you have, you may use direct pressure, a tourniquet, or both to control life-threatening bleeding. Use direct pressure to stop life-threatening bleeding when the wound is on the head, neck, or trunk, the wound is on an arm or a leg and you're waiting for someone to bring a tourniquet, or no tourniquet is available. You can also use direct pressure to stop non-life-threatening bleeding. It takes a lot of pressure to stop life-threatening bleeding. That's why you need to push hard. The amount of pressure might be painful for the injured person. That's okay. You need to use a lot of pressure for the bleeding to stop. A flat, hard surface underneath the injured body part allows you to press against something, increasing the effectiveness of the direct pressure. To begin, if you have gloves, wear them. But if the bleeding is life-threatening and you don't have gloves, begin providing care immediately. Make sure you wash your hands thoroughly after giving care. Then find the source of the life-threatening bleeding. Remember, there may be more than one wound. You need to focus on any wound that is causing life-threatening bleeding first. Next, you're going to cover the wound with a dressing. A dressing is a pad that absorbs blood and can promote clotting. Bleeding control kits and first aid kits often contain special dressings called hemostatic dressings. This is a hemostatic dressing. It contains a substance that can promote clotting and help to stop bleeding faster. When there is life-threatening bleeding, use a hemostatic dressing if you have one. Otherwise, use a gauze pad or other available material, such as a clean t-shirt, as a dressing. The technique of applying direct pressure is the same regardless of the type of dressing you use. Place the dressing on the wound and push down with both hands. You need to apply a lot of pressure to stop life-threatening bleeding, so let the person know that it can be painful. This might hurt. Apply pressure directly over the wound until the bleeding stops. Position your body over the wound so your shoulders are directly over your hands with your elbows locked. If you have been trained in CPR, you might recognize this position. Push down using your body weight to increase the pressure. If you need your hands, use your knee to apply pressure. If blood soaks through the original gauze pad, you don't need to do anything, but you can apply an additional gauze pad and continue direct pressure. If that gauze pad becomes soaked, you can remove that one and replace with a new pad. However, do not remove the original gauze pad that is placed directly on the wound. Also, only add one pad on top of the original. Do not stack multiple pads as this weakens direct pressure. If the bleeding stops before EMS arrives, check for circulation beyond the injury. Note the temperature and color of the skin and ask the person if there is any tingling or numbness. Are you feeling any tingling or numbness? Then, apply a roller bandage over the dressing to hold it in place and maintain pressure on the wound. Place the end of a bandage on the dressing at a 45-degree angle. Continue wrapping the bandage over the dressing.
tape to secure the dressing. Check again for circulation beyond the injury. If there is any change, the bandage may be too tight and you will need to carefully loosen the bandage. Are you having any tingling? Are you feeling any numbness? After the bandage is appropriately applied, remove your gloves and wash your hands. To summarize, when using direct pressure to stop bleeding, remember two key things. One, press as hard as you can directly over the wound. Two, hold the pressure until the bleeding stops. Usually this takes at least five minutes, but it could take much longer. Keep applying direct pressure until the bleeding stops, a tourniquet is applied for life-threatening bleeding from an arm or leg, another person relieves you, you are too exhausted to continue, or the situation becomes unsafe. For life-threatening bleeding on an arm or leg, use a tourniquet. While waiting for a tourniquet, or if a tourniquet is not available, use direct pressure. There are different types of tourniquets available. All work by applying pressure. However, not all tourniquets tighten enough to stop the bleeding in small children. If you are using a tourniquet on a small child, make sure the tourniquet you choose will work. Tourniquets are currently not recommended for children under approximately two years of age. For these children, direct pressure will likely stop the bleeding. This video will show a step-by-step -step demonstration of how to use a windless raw tourniquet. In another video, I will demonstrate step-by-step -step how to use a pediatric version of the ratcheting tourniquet that can be used on small children. As always, you should wear gloves when providing care if you have them. But if you don't have gloves, don't wait until they're available to provide care for life-threatening bleeding. Just make sure you wash your hands thoroughly after providing care. Remember, the person may have more than one wound. Find the source of any life-threatening bleeding and care for that wound first. This is a windlass rod tourniquet. It has four parts, a strap, a buckle, a rod, and a clip with a triangle fastener. To begin, place the tourniquet two to three inches above the wound. You want the tourniquet to be between the wound and the heart. Avoid placing the tourniquet on top of the wound or a joint. It is especially important to emphasize to the child and parent or guardian that tourniquets can be very painful. Make sure the child and parent or guardian understands the reason for the tourniquet and warn them that it will likely be very painful, but this means it is applied tight enough to work. This might hurt. Attach the buckle or pass the end of the strap through the buckle and then think pull, twist, clip. Pull the free end of the strap until the tourniquet is as tight as you can get it around the limb. Some tourniquets may allow you to fasten the strap back onto itself after you have pulled it as tight as possible. Make sure there's no room between the tourniquet and the limb before activating the tightening mechanism. If the tourniquet is not tight enough around the leg, it may be beneficial to move the tourniquet closer on the limb to the body where the extremity is thicker. Twist the rod to finish tightening the tourniquet.
keep twisting the rod until the bleeding stops or you can't twist it anymore. Don't stop, even if the person complains of pain. Then clip the rod in place to prevent it from untwisting. Now, let's take a closer look at the steps for applying a windless rod tourniquet. Place the tourniquet, pull the strap, twist the rod until the bleeding stops or until you can't twist it anymore. Then clip the rod in place. No matter what type of tourniquet you're using, you can apply a second tourniquet if you've tightened the first tourniquet as much as you can, but the bleeding hasn't stopped. Apply the second tourniquet above the first, closer to the heart. After you've applied the tourniquet, don't loosen or remove it. That should only be done by a medical professional. A properly applied tourniquet can save a life, and now you know how to do it. <laughs>